I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Headlines from our nation's capital. The Democrats claim to be fighting against voter suppression. Republicans claim to be fighting for voter integrity. As we look at what's going on on Capitol Hill today, a vote will take place in the next couple of hours to begin debate on a voter rights bill. The question, knowing the outcome, that this will be a 50-50 tie, what is it really all about? The bill will not be taken up today, so will the 50-50 vote be a symbolic victory? In the face of a legislative defeat for the Democrats, are Republicans winning a legislative battle that could actually lead to an institutional defeat? Lots to think about. Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. So we are monitoring this in our nation's capital. A vote will take place around 3.30 local time here in Utah. The vote is not about the bill. 900-plus page bill uh, passed in the House. And yet, we're likely to see a 50-50 split. You have to get to 60 in order to take up a bill on the floor of the United States Senate. And so, really, this has become a messaging battle for the short term while neglecting the impact and important reforms, important opportunities, and most important, confidence and trust from the American people uh, in what takes place in our election cycle. So let's begin with a divisive debate. Let's start on the Democratic side of the aisle. Uh, This morning, uh, it's always an ironic thing to walk onto the floor of the United States Senate in the morning. Uh, One of my favorite things to do in that capacity was to listen to the prayer offered by the Senate chaplain, uh, Chaplain Barry Black. Uh, extraordinary individual, uh, has been the uh, Senate chaplain there for some time. And his prayers are always meaningful. They're always uh, very poignant. And then it's always interesting to see if anybody was listening to what he prayed for. Today, they did not. Senator Schumer took to the floor first as the majority leader. And here's what he had to say. How despicable. Does that sound like Jim Crow, my Republican colleagues? It sure does to a lot of us. I challenge my Republican colleagues. I challenge you, Republican senators. Come to the floor. Defend these policies. Tell us how they secure the vote. We know what you're up to. America knows what you're up to. And not to debate this? Are you afraid to debate it? Do not have any good arguments? Let's dispense with this nonsense. There is no real principle behind these policies. They're not about election integrity. They're not about voter fraud. 
These policies have one purpose and one purpose only, making it harder for younger, poorer, non-white, and typically Democratic voters to access the ballot. Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, uh, pretty harsh words, pretty strong rhetoric, pretty sweeping in terms of many of the claims not to be outdone. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell immediately took to the floor uh, and said that this was really a solution in search of a problem, uh, that this really was about voter integrity, not voter suppression. Uh, Here's his take on it. I think all of you surely know how all Republicans feel about this uh, proposal. It's a solution in search of a problem. Uh, The rationale for it has changed over the years. After the 2016 election, the same bill was introduced in the House, and as soon as they got the majority, uh, they passed it, and the rationale at that point was we needed to clean the system up. Then they liked the outcome of the 2020 election, and so the rationale became we need to prevent states from somehow making it more difficult for people to vote. I've I've taken a look at all these new state laws. None of them are designed to suppress the vote. Uh, There is no rational basis for the federal government trying to take over all of American elections. Uh, You all have noticed that there's now a debate among Democrats over a revised version uh, produced by one of the Democrats yesterday, which has been endorsed by Stacey Abrams. So I would make this observation about the revised version. It still turns the Federal Election Commission from a judge into a prosecutor by taking away the 3-3 balance and making it 3-2 Democratic. And in what is of extraordinarily dubious constitutionality, would remove redistricting from state legislatures and hand it over to computers. Equally unacceptable, totally inappropriate. All Republicans, I think, will oppose that. So there you have the uh, Republican response to that. So if you look at both sides of the aisle there, Senator Schumer uh, and the Democrats, uh, again, still uh, pounding the pavement in terms of the uh, voter suppression, that this is what this is about. Uh, Republicans saying, no, this is uh, just the Democrats trying to, to lock in some federal control of all of this. Uh, it was interesting that uh, that Mitch McConnell, you don't hear this very often, Senator McConnell quoting Stacey Abrams, uh, who has been a very, very outspoken as it relates to voter rights. And uh, he also referenced uh, quietly Joe Manchin and his uh, alternate proposal uh, in terms of voting rights, which is a much scaled down version from the 900 page bill uh, that they're considering, considering. Uh, that's the best way to think about that today. Um, uh, so let's actually go to Stacey Abrams. Uh, again, she's been very outspoken on this. But when she was asked on a CNN interview last week about Senator Manchin's proposal, uh, this is how she responded. What Senator Manchin is putting forward are some basic building blocks that we need to ensure that democracy is accessible no matter your geography. And those provisions that he is setting forth are strong ones that will create a level playing field will create standards that do not vary from state to state. And I think will ensure that every American has improved access to the right to vote. Again, that's Stacey Abrams. And and so it's very interesting as we look at this whole battle and then it leads to a secondary battle. 
uh, and that is, well, the Democrats could get this passed if they could just get rid of that pesky filibuster in the Senate, which requires bipartisan support to get something done, requires that you get to 60 votes. And many, on both the left and the right, it's very interesting, during the Trump administration, there were many Republicans saying, you know, it really is time to change the Senate uh, and just uh, get it to 50 votes. But imagine this. Uh, Imagine if it were like the House, if the Senate was like the House, you only needed to get to 50 votes. Imagine the swings that would take place in our laws every time we had a change in power uh, between the two parties. Uh, it would be vast swings. Uh, you talk about this single issue of of voter rights and voter integrity. The swings that imagine the swings that would have taken place between 2016 and 2018 and 2020 and now 2022. Uh, there would be no way to actually have any confidence that we had a system that was in place and that would be sustainable. And to me, that's really the uh, the the test is are we willing to go down this rabbit hole just for partisan political purposes and so I want to go back to where I began and so the Democrats may be grabbing a symbolic victory by getting a 50-50 vote today in the face of a legislative defeat that was significant the Republicans may be winning the legislative battle by not having this bill brought to the floor But if it leads to an institutional defeat in terms of the filibuster, is anybody really willing? And who's listening to the voters? Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.